Welcome to the Visual Div. I'm here with my host, Matt, and my name is Aline. I just did that the wrong way around. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, sorry, Matt, you just, yeah, I wasn't expecting to do the intro. But yeah, welcome, everybody. And uh, yeah, how's, how's things going, Matt? Right, okay, so I'll take over now, yeah. Okay, let's do this properly. <laughs> no, it's very good, thank you. It's very good. Um, before we get into the niceties, today we're going to cover some stuff that you, myself, and Ben have been talking about in our little Irish WhatsApp group about putting proposals together and how best to present them. So we're going to talk about that today. But I'm doing very well, thank you very much. I'm I'm uh, I'm off for a, off to Belfast for a, a weekend of um, frivolities. Is that a word? Frivolities? Is that the right word? Boozing with the boys. Boozing with the boys. Yeah, in layman's term, boozing with so the boys. So we're not going to do a podcast on Monday because we're going to be hungover. Yeah, we will not be doing a podcast on Monday. Yeah, let's do a really technical one on Monday. <laughs> if people want us to do an incredibly technical podcast on Monday with Matt hungover. Please just um I don't know, comment in the Twitter or whatever you're listening, wherever you find this <laughs> Yeah, so that that's my uh so I'm off off tomorrow, off uh off up up to Belfast on the on the bus. There's a train strike, as there always is when you want to go somewhere. There's a train strike, so I can't get the train, so I'm getting the bus. Is that an uh, Irish or uh it's a British, British, British. So it's over, yeah. So all, a lot of the UK and the, all the transport in Northern Ireland is nice. Solidarity with the people. Just stick <laughs> yeah. hand up. like, I'm going to take the bus in solidarity. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, it, the craziness of it, isn't it? Like the train I would get originates in Dublin, so in the Republic of Ireland, and off Ireland. it goes. Up. Republic of Ireland is the soccer team. It's just Ireland. In Ireland. Okay, let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> and then it ends up in Belfast, which is um, also in Ireland, but also in the UK. Yeah, Northern Ireland. Yeah. It's own Northern country Ireland. in the UK. Yeah. Um, but but uh, so I, I can't I, get that train because they, they don't run that train, even though it originates here. Whereas there's a bus that does exactly the same that originates here and, and ends up in Belfast. But I can get that because it's maybe driven by... A different by the Irish company rather than so there, the. I didn't know that. Irish. So there's no Irish rail trains that go to Belfast. No, there are, but I'm I'm not sure they're allowed to go on the the British tracks if they're on strike. So there might uh, not be like signal people or people in the train stations or whatever. So that's yeah. probably the, the unions are probably um they would they wouldn't break the unions wouldn't break a strike if they're crossing the border anyway. So yeah, I mean, there we go. So that means the trains are probably going up to Dundalk and then stopping in Dundalk and you have to get a bus from Dundalk to Belfast. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And for our listeners who don't really know what we're talking about and feel like we've just wasted two minutes talking about uh, rail strikes, there we go. Yeah, we've <laughs> just uh, transitioned to a public service broadcast <laughs> <laughs> where we're, we're now going to, you know, dive into the world of Irish politics and workers' rights. Oh, talking about that... Um, one of the funniest things I've 
it, that my dad when my dad came home one day when I was a lot younger he said he was he was standing at a train station um on the border between England and Wales and there's a train that goes up through the middle of Wales there's not many there's not a big track there you know this is very slow but the uh, announcer came on and you know they announce where where it's stopping and this train stops at like 20 places and the names obviously they're Welsh names and there are some very long Welsh names the poor lad had to read out every single name he said by the time he'd finished reading out the names the train had been and gone like <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah anyway um so i'm not gonna ask you how you're doing um because we've only got we've literally got 20 minutes to do this now so um that's you, fine no one yeah it's all right no one cares really anyway, do i'm they not know? good <laughs> <laughs> we are um as as we do all the time, we support each other on a, a little WhatsApp group where we just uh, chew the fat. Um, ben Slinsky's on there as well with us because he used to live in Dublin. He doesn't live here anymore. He lives, I think, Irish in Lisbon ben. now. He's not Irish Ben. Yeah, he's he's, he's a not he, he's not Ireland. No, no. Did you not know that? No. Oh, he's in County Portugal. County Portugal, yeah. He's in the sunny side of uh, the sunny county, as uh, we call sunny it. Sunny southeast, yeah, it's lovely. Sunny southeast, yeah. And uh, he's still he's still on the uh, Webflow experts as a Dublin-based uh, Webflow expert, you know. So yeah, his SEO is pretty good as well. Yeah, so he's like he's still st- stealing our clients, our local clients. But you know, he's uh, <laughs> he took their jobs. <laughs> he's a good jobs. The union of his. <laughs> Yeah, we need to we need to get some tips from the train drivers. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so we're on this group and um um I get a few leads come in and they're really good leads and I've been um talking to one of these clients for a, a few weeks now and I've been putting proposals together and how you put a proposal together, how you present it to a client in a way that um is easy for you to do and quick and you're not wasting your time because we know that um, a lot of leads and proposals that you put out there are um, never never materialized to anything. The way you do it to make it appealing and attractive to the client so they it's hard for them to say no um, and generally how that plays out with how you run a project is really interesting because it, on the surface it feels like it's relatively straightforward. Um, so I... I remember watching um, Dan from Reloom, his video on how they change the way they price things. And uh, one of the things he he said was they do it now per page. So they add a complexity to a page. They, they take the list of pages, say 10 pages, and they put a complexity against that page based on the brief whether that's the design or whether that's some wireframes that they've got or just a narrative of what they want, what the client wants to talk about. And then they put a price against each complexity. So the advanced pages are more expensive than the simple pages. And then you put that in a list, put the prices in, right, we've got six advanced pages, four medium pages and two simple pages. Tot, 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 tot it up. Bob, Bob's your uncle, you know, nice and simple. There's not much room for maneuver there in terms of, it is what it is. You know, the, the client might come back and go, look, do you really think that's an advanced page? Can we make that a medium page? And, you you know, you have to justify it or cave in or whatever, whichever situation you want to do. The client I was working with um, uh, this week, we were looking to utilize the components um, on the 
Webflow ecosystem. So the idea would be build a load of components and then use those components to build out various pages. Now, those pages could be, there could be five predetermined pages that I would build out for them, but there would be another 10 pages in the future that they would build out using the components that had already been built. So it's like, I can't charge per page because some of those pages won't be built by me. They'll be built by components that I built. So then I started looking at, okay, let's charge per component. And obviously then you get into a very weird situation where you're saying a component with a header, a description, and an image next to it is costing, let's call it $100. And then you've got 30 components, $100 each, there's there's your price. Um, so regardless of page. So it, it becomes a little bit more intangible um, to see what you're building or what a client is getting because they haven't got any pages yet. All they've got is a set of components, but you've charged them to build the components. And I remember asking yourself and Ben, um, like, how, how should I present this component structure? Um, anyway, I'll, I'll let you... I'll let you cover what you kind of advised me to do and maybe we can take it from there. But it's a, it's a super interesting one because I learned so much from the discussions. I argued a lot against your approach, um, but then on reflection, really appreciated your approach and then went with a completely different approach. But <laughs> but the longest, you know, the success story is, you know, um, we we closed the client and we're looking forward to starting the project on Monday, but um, yeah, what what's your take on on that sort of per page versus per component? You know, you've got small projects, large projects. You want to work with a client long term. You've got clients that you want to you know get out the door quick, smart. How does that impact your workflow from a time spent on landing a landing the fish versus um, getting on and doing all your other client work? Over to you. Yeah, so I'm I'm very I hate pricing. First of all, I hate pricing and I hate sales. I'm not I'm not good at pricing and I'm not good at sales. Um so I've I've made life as simple as possible for me and this goes back to the retainer based stuff that I was doing before. Um the inverted commas unlimited access. It was straightforward, it was clear. And it was one price. It was easy to sell. It was either they wanted it or not. So when it came to this, um, so what I've, so when it comes to development only, I have a very straightforward pattern of prices. One to 10 pages is incremental from one page is quite expensive down to 10 pages is um, very cheap per page. And then after 10 pages, it's the exact same price per page. You know, like you're not going, it's not often that you get 10 to 20 pages. And this is like, when I say page, a unique development of a unique design. You don't usually get 30 unique pages to, de- to develop. Um, and the reason I did that is because it meant someone came into me, usually, and this, this is what happened with you, I think, uh, subsequently we found out, usually a client does not know what they want. They don't know what they want. They want a website. Oh yeah, how big is a website? So this is so. What you you, what I advised you was that, that you said to me that the client wanted twenty five to thirty components. 
So straight away, I was like, the client doesn't know how many components they want. That was the first thing I thought in my head. They don't know. They said 25 to 30. They've literally pulled that number out of their arse. They've, and then they want to use the components to build out their own pages, which is a really cool use case if, it, if this works out well. Like, awesome, awesome project. But when I hear 25 to 30, I'm like, they don't know what they want. So what I advised you to do was have three different packages, 15 pages, 30 pages. And did I say 45 or 60? I can't remember. I think I said uh, 60. Uh, yeah, components. You mean components. Sorry, components. Yeah. Sorry, not pages, components. So 15 components, 30 components. And I don't know if I said 45 or 60, but I had it scaled in that way. Um, the 15 components, I had it priced at something that was quite expensive. But it was the cheapest number of those three. But per component, it was the most expensive. The middle one, the 15 components, was kind of what you were asking you wanted to earn per component. And that, so I, I put that exactly what you wanted to earn. I, I don't know if you wanted to earn per the project or per component, but um, the 30 components. So what they asked for, the higher end of what they asked for, 30, I gave it as a, as a fair value of what you wanted versus what they asked for. And then the highest one basically was the best value, but most amount of money, which meant you would have made a lot of money, but you would have worked hardest. And there, the, there were three options. And, and I just was like, put those three options in there. I gave it to you in a little spreadsheet and send that to them. And then you said, oh, I don't know if I want to 25 or 30. I was like, okay, just move the numbers around and you can recalculate it and this will all do it for you. Like, you know, we'll move the, it's, it's just use basic sum functionality inside in Google Sheets. And, and I suppose this is where the fucking train came off the, the rails. <laughs> I have to say, like, I was pretty stressed on Friday. I had a lot of shit going on. So I was like, I don't have fucking time to argue about this stuff or go back and forth. Um, but my approach, that would have been my approach to any kind of project if someone came to me, is give them a small, medium, and large price. The middle price is the fairest. The top price is the one they're getting the best value. And the lower end is the least value for the client, but they get what they've asked for in like, you know, a smaller package. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I think like... I want to interrupt. Just let me yeah. finish there. The, re the reason I do that is when I started freelancing, I got a lot of projects. I threw out a lot of proposals and they were itemized exactly what it is research, photography, anime, blah, blah, blah. And I'd give one price. And then the client will come back and say, Do you have to do the research? And I'm like, Yeah. Oh, can you just discount the research there and we'll, we'll go at that price? I'm like, I'm going to do the research anyway. So what do I say? Okay, I'll give you a thousand euros, 500 euros, whatever it is off this pack. Literally just taking money off my own table. So the reason I give three packages is a, I heard this thing before where Pepsi, and, and I don't even know if this is true. I just heard this anecdote, <laughs> the marketing anecdote that Pepsi and Coca-Cola started putting their, their cans or bottles into the exact same vending machine and they noticed that their sales increased because the choice when someone got to the vending machine was do you want a pepsi or a coke not between do you want a pepsi and nothing so that's why i give three prices i always give three prices or two prices 
with it. The three prices is to try and get them into the middle one, to be fair. So that's kind of the philosophy learned the hard way that I've always had. And if you remember, like I spun out that formula for you in five minutes and that's the way I price. Quickly, that's it. Put it out there. Let them come back. Because I couldn't, I just don't have the time and energy to like itemize things and price things out. And like, and then to have someone come back and, and nitpick at what I'm what I'm doing. Um so yeah, that's that kind of is similar to how that component-based stuff is very similar to how I price my development work per page. And there's no arguing with what I offer. It's like that's the price. If it's one page, it's very expensive. If it's five pages, it's fair. If it's ten pages, it's it's the most amount of money, but you're getting the best value. And I just took that approach into your component-based uh, approach. No, yeah. No, I, 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 remember, I remember seeing this a lot, actually, when I did my marketing degree, but also when I worked in, in product marketing, which was, yeah, you, you have the anchoring effect. And they do it a lot in restaurants, you know, mm. where you have your cheap bottle of wine, then your next cheapest bottle of wine, and then it goes up. And the way they do that is... You're never going to go for the cheapest bottle of wine because you don't want to feel cheap. So, you, But you don't want to go for the expensive one. So you, you plomp in the middle. And the price of the one in the middle could be expensive for what you're getting. But because you're, you've, met, you've been able to make a choice, you feel like you're in control, you feel good about that choice. Um, the, thing, the thing I felt with um, applying that to... A proposal for a project is that's not often the case that you want to give them um, worst value, best value, or middle value because the value that they want is is based on their scope. So because their scope is bigger, um, does that mean they they get bit better value regardless of whether they're they've decided their scope is bigger? They, you know, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice of making a bigger website or a smaller website. They just want the website that they want. So there's no choice there. Whereas when you're at a restaurant and you have those three or a vending machine, you actually have a choice. You get, you're still getting the same thing. I'm still getting a bottle of wine to drink, regardless of what choice I make. Whereas with a website, often the use case and the the way, at least the way I portray myself is, I'll give you the website that you need not the website that I want to build you, you know? I'm not going to propose loads of all sorts of singing all dancing stuff because it's going to make me money. I'm going to give them the option of doing that, but not at the expense of something else. So the other thing is that plays into this, which is really important, I think is I, I completely agree with your, you know, if, you, if I'm just doing one page, it's going to be more expensive than if I'm doing 20 pages. And that's the kind of, get my tools out of the box, get out of bed fee, essentially, because we all know that there's there's stuff that needs to be done, whether it's making proposals, sending invoices, calls with a client, lots of stuff that you don't charge for that needs to be accounted for somewhere in the price. So when it's a big project, that becomes a lower percentage of the cost to you because, you know, um, you're making more money, therefore the cost per meeting is a lot lower to you. Whereas if you're doing one page and it's a a thousand euro for a page, you've still done four meetings. You've still written your proposal. You've still done your admin. You've still paid 
paid your rent. You've still got the kind of fixed costs. So I understand that mentality. What I think with this instance was we'd done quite a lot of scoping beforehand. Um, Yes, it was flexible. It was going to flex either way. But I wanted to make sure that I wasn't I wasn't rewarding either myself or the client um, for choosing something that they didn't necessarily want. So let's talk about the components. It's like if they wanted 15 components. Okay, so let, let me just jump in there. Yeah. You said you like building what the user needs. And what the customer wants. What the customer sorry, wants. Customer yeah. Needs yeah. Or wants. But again, they ne- very, very, very r- rarely, when it comes to the, the genesis of something, does the customer know what they want? And again, 25 to 30, just hear me out, 25 to 30. Sorry, I just saw Matt about to speak there. So no one else has the visual cue that I had there. <laughs> it just sounds that I'm really rude. <laughs> but the, um, when, when, a, when I just saw 25 to 30, I was like, okay, they don't really know what they want. They, they have an idea of what they want. And I think what my approach actually gets the user to consolidate and understand what they want more. And it also gets them to see what's within their budget. So that's the, the other thing. I want the sun, the moon, and the stars, and I want it done by next week. And I'm like, you can't get to, you can't do that next week. We need to start building the rocket ship. And before we build the rocket ship, we have to do the engineering. So that's the, I, the way I always approach something when a client comes to me. And that's why I give them these three options. And maybe they only get one page of that first option. But there's a lot that can go on to get to the one page. Um, and maybe all that's in their budget is one page. Because they might be like, I, I want the sun, the moon, and the stars, but my check doesn't come in until next month. So can you start work and I can't do it? So, you know, there's there's lots of things in there. And yeah, it's how long is it like the string? Putting my hand up here to to, to get some a word in edgeways, but um <laughs> no no, but my I think my thought on that is um we all know that the more you buy of something, the cheaper it gets. That's, you know, unless you go down the supermarket, but even if you go down the supermarket, you know, you buy, th- you buy three, you get one of them free. Like, but if you buy two, you don't, you know, you don't get one free. Like, so there, there's all the, the, the more you buy, the cheaper the unit cost of what you're buying gets. I, I understand that. I think a lot of people do. But what I, what I'm always keen on is presenting options which are viable. Now, I understand the, the budget thing but i don't want someone to choose their options based on budgets on a a unit cost kind of vibe you know like i i want okay yes they they could do they could go do you know what we'll 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 make do with 15 components and we'll make up the site with 15 components and yes that means that we're going to spend more per component but overall the budget is less like and yes, there's probably an argument to say that would crystallize their thoughts. You know, gun to the head kind of vibe is like I'm got to make a decision because there's money on the line here, and I don't want to make the wrong decision. But when it comes to it, you've you've got an option there of a little bit like later on the, down the line, you go, okay, can I add another ten components, please? And where do you go from there? Do you go well? Actually, that means that the whole unit price of every component drops, or do you have a new cost 
but is it or is it because I committed to um, the lower amount, i.e., more per component, that I have to stick to that unit cost? So there's a lot going on in the background no, really. of giving like, them. Well, the, well, there is yeah. because because well, like how actually, we didn't actually simplify get into it. this. I, I actually wanted to talk to you about this when we were WhatsApping, but I just didn't have the. I didn't. I couldn't get into it with you. But it so that the way, and like again, there is so many ways to skin a cat with this. But just the way I do it, if the user goes, we'll, we'll talk about our 15, 30, 45 components. If they're like, oh shit, this guy's really expensive. Um, or we didn't realize it was going to be this expensive. We can only afford 15 components. And they come back to you and they go, we'd like to go with the 15 component package. But um, maybe in six months time, we'd like another 15 components. That gives you an opportunity to go, yeah, no problem. Commit to this 15 component package now. And in six months time, if you come back to me, I will guarantee the 30 component package so instead of doubling your price the next time you come over if you come back to me in six months time i'll give you the next 15 packages 15 components at the reduced rate so, you know and it, it gives no, you that I, option to, no i to understand that but I, I, if i was a client yeah but if i was a client i'd just buy 15 to start with and then a week later go can i have another 15 you guaranteed that you do it for the same price rather than going for the 30 who cares? No, <laughs> you get no, your no, no, but get your job done. yeah, but it's I, there's there's a long I I think there's a long term look at it, and it's a I understand I'm a big I, I love the idea of you know there's a toolbox fee like get getting the toolbox out getting out of bed there's got to be a, a fee associated with that, but there also has to be a level where what it is is what it is, and that costs it regardless of how many you want, because there's an efficiency of scale that that is there. But at the end of the day, if I say, look, you're going to have 20 pages and every page you add on, it's going to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Now, I know there's a limit, you know, say after 10 pages, it doesn't get any cheaper. But there's got to be some sort of uh, middle ground, I think, between saying, look, we think this is what you want. You commit to that. I'm going to commit to that. And I'm going to, you know, put stuff away in my schedule to make the 20 components or whatever, or the 20 pages. and as a result of doing that, I'm going to ask for you to commit to just paying for those. And the option thing just feels like it, it adds a little bit of ambiguity. It's like they can go low to start with, but actually they might end up at 30 and not get the benefits of choosing 30 in the first place because they didn't know what they wanted. And that for someone is getting punished there because no, I'm... No, 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 hang on. Well, they you are there, said- aren't they? If, if they went for 15 and ended up with 30, but they didn't know that they wanted 30 in the first place, they get exactly what they want. They've, they've said, okay, we'll start but off it costs, with... But it costs them more money. No, it doesn't. It does, because they went for the 15 package, which says... Hang on, I, I just said, you go for the 15 <laughs> package, and yep. then if, you, if it happens that we need 20 or 30, we'll come back and we'll, I'll honour the 30 package price. So they get the pra- thing for the same price. I know, so I there just, is no, but there's no option then, is there? There's, they might as well start with 15 and, and end up with 30. So the options that you gave them, it's not going, right, there's three bottles of wine, one is 10, one is 20, and one is $30, yeah? yeah. But if you, if you finish the first bottle of wine for $10, yeah. I'll, guarantee, um, 
I'll get sorry for thirty dollars. No, it's I went... different. It's different. All right, I'll I'll tell you why it's different. I know what you're saying there, but it's different. It's different because it's not a get up out of bed price. It's a style guide. It's CSS. It's putting everything together. It's building a framework for that initial couple of components. is is a lot more work, and then all you're doing it's like putting an extension onto a house as opposed to buying a whole new bottle of wine. Like if someone came back to me and said, "I've got a new project." And I want another 15 components for another project. I'd be like, oh, no, now we have to go back to the drawing board because it's a different project. I know. I understand that. But what you're saying is don't choose the 30 ever. Because... No, don't choose the 30 all the time. No, no, no. You're saying don't choose the 30 ever because just choose a 15. And if you need another 15 in the future, I will then put you on the 30 plan. Yeah. And I yeah, but so why why bother choosing 30 in the first place? There's no benefit of choosing 30 in the first place. Because if well, I choose 30 in the first place, I'm committing to someone building me 30 components at a certain price, which is obviously a lot higher. Right, hang on, are you talking from the buyers or my end? From the buyers. Yeah, well. The buyers. Honestly, like honestly, once I've given out three packages like that, I don't care which one they choose. Maybe I'm saying, I don't want to paint this in the right, maybe I'm saying I do care what they choose because I want them to, I want them to choose the right one for the project, not the right one for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, well, I want them to choose the right packet, package for their project, but what if they don't have the budget for that? Like, you can't, I'm, what I'm giving them every time no, is... But I'll, but I'll say, if they don't have the budget for for 20 for 30. or 30 30 yeah they don't have the budget yeah. they can choose 15 but it still costs the same amount to to make those 15 per unit price as it does 30 you can you can do that if you want but i'm that's, just saying that's what i that's what i did do it's like it, it just gives you that permission okay, i feel so at least let, let's let's just go back to what ended up happening so they, what they negotiated what, you down no no what ended up happening was um uh, the proposal went out at one price. Uh, yeah, one price for thirty components with a lot yeah. of other stuff in it, but thirty components uh, price per component. And when um, they looked at it in the round, they're like, oh, "No, we need that page. We need that page. We need that. We need that." But actually, the place where we can maybe save some money against our budget is to to not do thirty. We're going to do uh, fifteen instead. Yeah. So they came back and said. Yeah, we'll do that. And I said, okay, no problem. So instead of costing you, um, call it six grand for 30, it's now going to cost you three grand for 15. It's just a half. It's just a nice, easy sum. They're not yeah, getting, they, I'm, they're not so losing, they, they're they not losing any efficiency. Between, you, so they made the choice between a Coke and not having a Coke. And no, 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 they, no. They made a choice between you down. buying two cans of coke or one can of coke the cost of the can of coke was the same in both instances i wasn't punishing them for wanting less and i wasn't and they weren't punishing me for wanting more it's not it's not a punishment they negotiated well, you down no they didn't they chose what they wanted but Hang it didn't on. okay it, it didn't so this, this the, comes back impact the price this, this it didn't impact well, but if i go to the shop and i and i want i want some okay it's not an analogy about going to a shop Hold on a second. They came to you. You said, we started off this thing by saying, you want to give them exactly what they want. They came yeah. to you asking for 25 to 30. 
which I said means they don't know what they want. Then when you gave them the price of 30, they were like, that's outside of our budget. So they figured out how to get it cheaper. Whereas what I offer is a cheaper, but they haven't got it cheaper and a very high end package. And they have the choice. Yeah, but they in haven't front got of it them. cheaper. They haven't got it cheaper because to to build no, they, the they components cheaper, that they get, they have a package in their bucket budget. Yes, which is which is great. Whereas if they'd gone down your route, they they would have had to pay. Say they would have paid instead of paying six grand for thirty, they would have paid four grand for fifteen. The only person winning there is me. I'm getting yeah. more money, even yeah. though it's going to yeah, take me the like same that. amount that would of work. Have been kind of how I would have done it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's going to take me the same amount of work to do that those fifteen as it would be if they if they paid me three grand. No, that's not true. It is. It is. No, it's not true because you. I don't. I don't st- work harder because they pay me more. I work hard. I just you're work. Not listening. The- Can I explain why it's not true? <laughs> I thought it's this was going to be a, a calm one. <laughs> it's why you look. At, at the end of the day, like I'm no expert in this, but I'm telling you the reasons why I do what I'm doing. The if you give them fifteen, it's not, they're not getting just fifteen components. They're getting the whole setup that it takes to get to fifteen components. The next fifteen components is easier for the developer because the setup is done. You've got your CSS, you've got your framework, you've 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 got done most of your class naming. That's a lot of work at the start. Even setting up the the setting up the Webflow account for them, transferring over to them, um, connecting their domain, like all of that work is included in the initial fee. Whereas the secondary fee is just development. So you're 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 not I think you're you're missing a trick here where you're undervaluing and I don't think you're undervaluing, but in a sense you're undervaluing that that amount of work because you're only pricing per component. And I'll give you look, I'll give you an example of a project I did. We just finished, uh, not just finished, we finished a couple of months ago. But this company came to me and they were like, Aline, we've worked with you before. We need a website. I'm like, cool, let's get a website up and running. What's this website about? What do you want it to do? Oh, we want, you know, the team, the about, the history, and great, jotting all this stuff down. Do you have a color palette? No. Do you have a name? No. Do you have a logo? No. Do you have a font? These guys didn't want a website. These guys wanted a zero to hero brand business experience. All right? But the, the end result is a website. So I gave them three packages that had apps that had like an, the only thing that w- there was a consistency in all three of those packages, which was name exploration, brand development, logo exploration, logo design, logo development, color palette exploration, color palette, you know, and it was like nearly the majority of the work was in branding and design. And the development was like the very, very end of this project. And I gave them a package of a one-page website, a five-page website, or 10 or 15-page website. I can't remember what it was. And per one-page website, expensive for a one-page website. The one-page website part of it was expensive. The three five-page website was good value, design and development. And the 10-page website or 15, whatever it was, that higher package, was the best value for the website. But the thing that didn't change in price 
was all the branding and logo design work and all that stuff that got them to that point of the one page. And that's a very, very different, like it's a bigger example of what I'm talking about here with you, but to design the components is like once you're, you're getting through the design phase, like that, that's a lot of work. Like the, it's, it's less work developing than it is designing. And getting to the point of development is a huge amount of work. No, no, so no. That, I, that I, com- part, I completely understand this bit. But so what now I'm... you're undervaluing by saying it's only for 15 components. You're undervaluing the work to get to development, to develop the components. No, no, I, I completely appreciate that. And what I'm, what I'm trying to maybe... And here's where the nuance are of like how you do it. If, if, they, if one of the options was five components, that would be very different. Because again, the, as I was like alluded to before, and you and you've said, you know, the fixed costs of getting to five components is a higher percentage of the overall costs when you're only doing five components. As soon as you're doing 10, 15, 30, all the base costs, that percentage goes down. So the kind of open your toolbox, get out of bed fee is covered. And then you're just it's let's call it profit on top of that, you know? It's not, but let's for argument's sake. So but I think when we're at 15, th- uh, 15, 20, 30, those options are already above that rope. They're already past 10 pages. You've already set up the, the things anyway. It's already paid for. It's already, it, it, you're not going to reduce that even further as a percentage. If it was down at five, yes, I get it. You know, like that's the difference between a one pager and a 10 pager. There's a big difference, a huge difference. But I think the difference between a 10 pager and a 20 pager. Now, again, on certain projects, it might be different. But as you said, like a lot of projects, you'd be probably reusing pages and reusing components and stuff. So there's efficiencies coming on. So I guess we we are, we're kind of agreeing. um, We're agreeing here to say on certain levels, there there is scope to give um, different options. There's, There's definitely an approach where you can say, look, this is your affordable package this is your we'd love to have package and this is if we could afford everything in the world package and i and i kind of get that and it does um it does mean that certain people a certain clients are able to um turn inwards a little bit and look what do we really really want out of this you know because our budget is is finite but i think when you're talking about um like the top enders of the budget so you know you you're talking about going hey do they want 15 do they want 30 then keeping the price the same means that price isn't a decision uh, part of the decision matrix and then they're choosing on other elements so yeah that's um that's where where i'm coming from i guess but at the end of the day we we didn't actually go with the component approach which is (laughs) so all of all of that kerfuffle on whatsapp and all the kerfuffle of the last 20 minutes uh doesn't play out didn't play out in the end we actually went for a per page because again it was more down to the budget um and we went okay we're not going to do it on a component but we're going to on a page level so instead they nail down then on a page level and out of that will come a number of components um and the the budget was there or thereabouts anyway but we kind of got it to a roundabout way so it's just it's just super interesting that so i never yeah I'd never this really what, priced like, it that okay. way before, but it like I didn't. Um, I just didn't. How long did it take you to get that proposal out? No, it's a learn. Next time, next time just, it will take just, me. 
You've answered a question. How long did it take you? Uh, if I was to add in a debate time with Aline on WhatsApp, it took me a good day to, to get to a, a good place. So you, you contacted me about a name then around 11, 11.30 on Friday. And by the end of business, I got a message from you saying that it went out. Yeah, no, no. So, I, and I wasn't, and you, and you, that's, that wasn't all I was doing. But no, but no, but, no. But, but no, just humor, humor just, me a little bit. Humor me a little bit. It's like, it, I think it is important for, for people who are putting proposals out. And there's a lot of chat, you know, about this unlimited stuff. And we've covered that before. Um, or retainers. Is I, I completely... I was chatting to Thoria from Snowhouse the other day. It's like making the offering simple for you to execute on is really important. It's part of part of doing business. It's a smart thing to do. You know, don't spend time. You know, I used to work in the advertising industry, and we used to travel across the country pitching to clients, spending all this money. You know, I don't know how much money company our company spent on sending three of us to go up to Newcastle to pitch to Gala Bingo to win there and then lose. You know. Like you don't, that's, that's what we're talking about. It's like, I, I just spent a day of my life going, I'm, I'm, if I don't win this, I've just spent a day of my life and it's cost me a lot of money to, to pursue this proposal. Whereas you were like 10 seconds gone out the door. If I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. Well, I put a lot more. Anyway, next time, obviously it, the learning will be there, but I'm just saying my approach is to try and be a little bit more, um, I, I, I pull a proposal together, not based on scale of options, but on, um, the feature set of those options. So, for example, I would add in animations as an option rather than have number of animations. I'll just say, if you want animations, it's another 3,000 and that goes across the site kind of thing. So, so, again, just going back to that, I don't bother. I don't put it. If they want animations, fuck it, let them, let them go. If they don't want animations, sweet. And, I, and this goes back to how... So, you okay, I'm, I'm going back to development-only stuff here. If a designer comes to me and it's like, these are my prices. What about animations? These are my prices. And if there's no animations, these are my prices. And then we just have a chat and I go, look, what I'm trying to do for you is make sure that your job is as um, simple and easy as possible to cost. So sometimes I'm going to win if you give me a simple project. And other times I'm going to work my arse off when it's a complex project. But if I charge you, if I say the price is a price, I'm not changing it till next year. And if I change it next year, I'll tell you about it. And they're like, okay, great. That means I can, can rely on Aline every single time. And I've done the the what you've done on days. And do you know what? Honestly, sometimes when stuff comes in and it's like super complex and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, ah. that's when I go to an unlimited or I go to a day rate or something. You know, I just like, what's the easiest thing for me? Because I'm not good at it. And it yeah, just, no, I, I get you. I, I, do, and, and the way I, do, I do like that I approach. do things now is... I don't expect to get every job that I get. I expect to get about 30%. And it's like, it means I can fire out, if, if 10 calls come in, I can fire out 10 proposals, 5, 10, 15 page website. And then my my scale of design and development, it's basically a double. So I just throw it out there and I can throw it out quickly. And then I know what my branding guys and, and graphic designers charge. So I can just building blocks it together, throw it out there. And then in January, I'll re reevaluate all those prices and I'll do the same again. Um, and yeah, and it's just, I think the reason I was getting so stressed on Friday was because I'm like, this is, this is, we're not making any money just talking back and forth about do they want tires on their car or rims or something, you know, like we don't need this. They, because 
really the client doesn't know what they want most of the time until you get them in the door and then you can make iterations on stuff yeah no but you want to I, get, it, get them in the door quickly no um, I, I i i tend to agree you know and on reflection i sent two proposals out that day and one of them hasn't even been read you know it hasn't the loom video that i did hasn't been viewed um that was after a client call a uh, discussions proposal put it all together put you know made it look nice thought it out spreadsheet it out working out you know value for money and all this and um and yeah and and no no response not even a yes or a no just no response and that is the downside of of my approach i guess is a lot of the time and to be fair it, it when i put the work in on a proposal I tend to hit the bullseye more often than not, which is great. Um, but if I had loads of leads coming in, like I last week I had two leads, which is more than most weeks. Um, and I quickly learned that 50% of them don't ever get back to you. Um, and I know a lot of people have that, you know, like the Webflow marketplace, uh, Webflow expert places, full of leads coming in and no one gets back to people. So you, you don't want to spend your time finessing and thinking too overthinking too much about the detail you want to have a system which allows you to see something evaluate it get a proposal out the door and if they come back they come back if they don't don't worry you move on to the next one and i suppose what what i've learned is you know luckily i say this this closed and whether that was a result of me putting that thought into it or not i don't think so but yeah it's it's just food for thought and i've i've learned a lot um I do have an approach and I will still take a lot of that approach into my next one. But I think the efficiency of doing it is something that um, you make it, you make some really good points on. And I think I need to move a lot of that, um, a lot of that thought process and a lot of that efficiency built um, thought process into how I do proposals because I get less emotional attachment to it and I less rely less on it. And I, don't get so angry when they propose when no one views my video and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that makes a happier mat. So, <laughs> like, pricing is fucking hard, and sales is hard. Like at the end of the day, we're developers and designers. Like, yeah, very true. You're not a salesperson. You're not a. You're not like a. Well, maybe once upon a time you're a salesperson, but like right now you're not a salesperson, and it's just, you know. If anybody has any other approaches out there, I'd love to know about them. But this is the way I've done it for the last two years. And it's um, like I, a, lot of, a lot of things that I've tried completely failed. Um, the one thing that I will never return to is itemizing. I will never itemize a, um, a project ever again. Because when you itemize, there's things for them to remove. And they... they they can pick yeah, and yeah, choose. You, yeah, and you spend so half your time justifying price, it. Yeah. And and then the way I do it, yeah, so I give one price for the whole thing, the package, and then I give options of different price points with different quantities of stuff in there. And what usually ends up happening is it's the development stuff at the end that needs to be scaled up or down. Not all the stuff that's leading to development. And that's including design. It's not all the stuff that's leading. It's the, the development is the, the thing that either gets squeezed or has to be reduced because of budget, scope, whatever. Very so, yeah, true. I'll yeah. leave it there. That, that's kind of 
no no i think that that's a good way to end and yeah as, as you said like if there's anyone else got other thoughts on how to how to write proposals in a way that's you know that's scalable but also um is going to have a higher chance of winning the clients um then then let us know we'll get you on the pod and you can go head to head with ali or myself on the valid- <laughs> validity of your approach um yeah. <laughs> but to sign off it's thursday we've got friday tomorrow i'm off to belfast Did you hear? what shane mcgowan died there will be no fairy tale in new york it's a really really sad day oh shane mcgowan of the pogues died literally just before just before we came on the podcast so mm. i'll have a whiskey to him tonight well, so that means we're going to turn the radio on and the Pogues are going to be on much earlier than they normally are. Yeah, but the Pogues have got some beautiful songs, like not just Fairydale in New York. There is there's going to be some. If you if anybody gets a chance, get onto the RTE radio um, live player, online player tonight and guarantee that the music shows will be going through the back catalogue of we the will, We will put a, um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right. One. Yeah, on that one. Take care. Um yeah. and chat to you soon and enjoy your hangover on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak to you on Monday, maybe. <laughs> okay. You, Matt will only be texting on Monday with his eyelids. <laughs> okay, bye 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 bye. Bye bye. Good good. Bye-bye.